Hello everyone, and welcome to Fae Finders, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast navigating listeners into the vague and supernatural. My name is Kai, and I will be your dungeon master for Campaign Amnesia. And with me, I have the amazing Amancio. Howdy, howdy. I have the stupendous Sam. Hello. I have the joyous Jupiter. Hello. And the kind Caitlin. Hello. Now, with that said, let's see what we can remember. Okay, so all of you woke up in a room that felt familiar, but in a landscape that you couldn't remember. Actually, come to think of it, you couldn't remember anything. So left without any other choice, you transversed through these landscapes and were able to find yourself face to face with an unusual looking door. That door read a very cryptic and almost haunting message. And it was there that your vision went white. And that is where we left you. So as the white fades, you find that your eyes are having a little bit of trouble readjusting to the darkness around you. It's unending, thick, And it presses in as though alive. And even those of you who do have dark vision are finding it a little bit hard to try and see through this darkness. It's hard to explain, but for some reason it makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. And this uneasy feeling settles in the pit of your stomach. But... You have become very aware that three other people now stand in this room with you. Do I have dark vision? Uh, you do. Yes. <gasps> I do? Mm-hmm. DM? Yes. What am I wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing? Um, it is very hard to tell in this darkness. You're going to have to find a source of light first. Am I clothed? You are clothed. Great. Awesome. You're wearing the same clothes as you were before, if you must know. (laughs) But 
Uh, yeah, it's very hard to make out a lot of details without any kind of source of light in here. Wait, can I touch my ears? Yeah, you can touch your ears. I touch my ears. What do, what do they feel like? Feel like normal human ears? How do I have dark vision? I thought it was a human. I'm going to take a moment and glance around the room. Can I see anything? Do I have dark vision? You do not know. So it is pitch black. Like you can't even see your hand in front of your face in here. Um, I'm just going to kind of like wave my hands around and kind of take a couple steps to see if I can like feel anything. Uh, well, you you do have dark vision, Jupiter. Um, so you are able to see a little bit. Um, it's not like super great or detailed, but you're able to make out like general shapes of things. Um, there's definitely three other people standing around this room with you. Um, you are in the same room that you initially kind of woke up in, uh, just as a side note for you. Okay. But um, there's not really too, too much that has changed other than the three people that have suddenly appeared. Uh, is anybody able to tell me where I am? That's a very good question, sir. I don't know myself. I was hoping maybe you'd be able to tell me. Unfortunately, I find myself in the same position of all of you. I don't quite know where I am. Well, it appears we're all in this together, at the very least. Perhaps we should find out if there is an exit. Th that would be r rather optimal, I feel. I'm going to start, um kind of seeing if there's like I'm gonna like feel on the ground if there's like a grate to like be pulled up to go down or like if there's like a cave wall to go yonder okay um if you want you can make an investigation check with disadvantage I'd love to do that do I have uh do I have do I ha what's my stat? <laughs> you can roll and I will tell you. Oh, okay. Uh, so I got a nat 20 on my first roll and I got a seven on my second. Seven, oh no, okay. Um, and so your uh, modifier is gonna be a plus one. So for a total of eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you kind of feel around a little bit. Like I said, you can make out general shapes. Um, you can tell that there's three, or pardon me, four big pillars that kind of um, line the, the, the area that you are in. Um, and as you're walking around and kind of feeling around and everything, you suddenly find nothing. Like, your hands just all of a sudden don't feel any ground. It's just <gasps> air. The ground? Oh. Um, gentlefolk, I, I believe that we are on some sort of precipice. And don't walk too far that way. Otherwise, I believe we will fall to our deaths. Well, if there's no other 
means of egress, it might be wise to head down the precipice? With great caution, though. Can I approach the precipice where Sam's voice is coming from? Uh, yeah, you can certainly make your way over there. Um, you you do have dark vision, so you're able to see at least where they are roughly. Um, and as you make your way over, like the, the ground that you're walking on is pretty smooth. Um, there's not really any kind of bumps or jagged areas. Um, and you easily make your way over. It's not like a very big area. And you... Um, Come to the the ledge that Sam has found. Can I take a coin from my coin purse and drop it off the edge? Sure. Are you just dropping a copper or? What's the heaviest one? Uh, the heaviest one is probably going to be a gold. Okay, I'll drop a gold, uh, and I'm going to try to listen to hear how long it takes to sound at the bottom. Okay. Um. So you kind of feel around in your coin purse, uh, coin purse, wow, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pull out a coin, like the heaviest one you can grab hold of, and drop it over the ledge, and you listen, and a moment goes by, and you still haven't heard it hit the bottom, so you wait a little longer, and a little longer, and... A couple minutes go by, and you still have not heard this coin hit the bottom. Well, I wouldn't advise anyone jump off the precipice anytime soon. Uh, any other way out? Well, perhaps if we all have rope? Do we have... Does anybody have their um, backpack? Their carrying satchels? Do I s still have my bag? Yes, everybody still has their bag that they woke up with. Perfect. Can I open mine up and see if I have anything that could, like, light a fire or anything? Yeah, so you, um, you definitely do have a torch and you've got a little bit of tinder. Um, I believe each of you should have at least one torch and a little bit of tinder. Um... Oh, wait a second. I tried this before, and I can actually produce flame from just in my hand. I would like to ignite my green flame. Okay. Um, so you kind of take a moment and uh, focus in on that feeling again, and you feel that little piece of magic is the best way to describe it kind of well up and come into your hand and there appears as a small kind of soft teal green flame that lights up your hand for a moment does it cast uh, enough light that we can kind of see like the general like shadows of the pillars and kind of the edge of the precipice um from where you're standing you can at least see the edge of the uh of where you are uh it doesn't really cast a whole lot of light it it doesn't to you it doesn't seem to be able to give off the same kind of light that it had once done so when you were in that other room 
Um, and so it's almost like the magic is having a hard time really shining at its true potential in here. Mm. Um, but you can definitely see uh, that you are standing on roughly about a uh, 20-foot diameter area. And surrounding the entire area is this just um, endless pit that falls um, until it hits the wall and that uh, dome upwards into a, a large cavern that you guys are in. And there is what looks to be uh, one walkway that goes a little bit um, to the west of where you guys are. Or like a very thin kind of like rock walk bridge kind of thing? Yeah, roughly about uh, 10 feet wide. There's um, a small little uh, walk bridge that crosses over this uh, this pit that surrounds you guys. Well, sorry this isn't as much flame as I anticipated, but perhaps we can start making our way over that bridge, unless anyone else wants to investigate these pillars or the cave further. I'm going to strike my torch so that we have additional light, for I don't have dark vision and still having trouble making out everything around us. Um, okay. Now that I've got additional light, could I roll an additional investigation check to see if there's anything that I noticed that hasn't been seen thus far? For sure. Are you looking for something specific? Uh... If there are any clues as to where we are, any markings on the wall or runes that might hint as to like what kind of structure we're in. Okay, sure. Yeah, make your roll. 13. Okay, plus one for your investigation modifiers for a total of 14. Um, yeah, so now that you have the light of the torch, it is uh, casting a lot more light and it is a lot easier to kind of see this area. Um, the entire cavern looks to be carved out of uh, black obsidian and it's unnaturally smooth too. Um, like I said, you guys are standing on a large kind of platform that's surrounded by uh, a pit and then the single walkway that leads to what looks to be perhaps a door that's been slightly etched into the wall. Um, on the pillars, the four pillars that kind of surround this uh, little platform that you guys are centered on, um, it looks to be as though they're part, like they were purposely carved out of whatever material black material this is and so there's writing all around it as well as um there is what looks to be a small altar that has been kind of uh, dug out of the center of it as well that holds a gold bowl can i read any of the writing uh yeah if you want to take a closer look, uh, you can certainly 
check out the writing. The writing itself, um, it, it kind of, it reminds you a lot of that piece of paper that you had found when you first woke up, where it doesn't look like anything. It looks like complete gibberish when you first look at it, but the more you focus on it, the more the writing starts to come into focus. Um, and it is basically the exact same thing that you found um, in, in the room that you had woken up with. And um, basically it just says over and over again, the, the message that you had read around the door before you walked through the light. Out of sheer curiosity, can anyone else read what's written here? I can give it my best, and I'm going to try to read the writing as well. I'll also go over and try to read it. I will also go over and try to read it. Okay. Um, so you all step over, and uh, this is actually the first time that you all can easily make out each other now that you all are within the light. Um, but as you look at it, uh, it's the same thing. You all can't really focus on it at first, but then it just starts to come into focus. Is the... so. Oh, sorry. Oh, so I was going to say, since now you can all see each other, uh, would you like to introduce yourselves? Absolutely. Um, so I am playing a character uh, whose only name that I know is her last. So I am Lady uh, Milliet, uh, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I'm Lady Milliet, and I have um, light tan skin with emerald green eyes with gold around the uh, iris. My hair is raven's black with one streak of white, uh, almost silver, uh, at the front where my side bangs are. I have... Um, a sneaky thigh dagger strapped to my leg at all times. Um, I am always also wearing my brooch. It is a triple moon brooch uh, with an amethyst center as the full moon and two silver crescent moons on either side. Um, it is fastened over my left, um, my left side where my heart is and I am wearing a beautiful floor-length gown um, that is got uh, a white kind of um, front of the bodice um, with a beautiful purple, um, kind of purpley black uh, over kind of dress with a gold belt and gold uh, flecks that look like stars on the bottom. Okay. Anyone else want to go next? Sure. Um, I am a wood elf with muddy red hair, green eyes. I'm just under six feet, uh, very slim build. I have these very high brown leather boots uh, that go over top of these sort of beige or almost like khaki um, leggings that I'm wearing and a black 
sort of over blouse under which I'm wearing uh, like a white uh, shirt that comes all the way down uh, around my thumbs and I've, I've got leather bracers on over top of that and then over the black over shirt I have this green sort of sash um, that drapes over my shoulder that's fastened around my waist by a red sash uh, and a, a brown leather belt. Okay, and have you decided to name yourself or are you going to wait? I'm going to wait. I know nothing. All right, sounds good. Who would like to go next? I'll go next. You see before you a younger looking woman of indiscriminate age. She appears average height with a lean, athletic build. Her skin, a pale gray-blue shade. She has her hair half pulled up out of her face with an intricate series of braids and pins. Her pointed ears poke out from behind her hair. Her facial features are sharp and striking. You can't help but have your eyes drawn to the pale tribal markings that mark her face and trace her cheekbones down to her jaw. She dons a cropped tunic and trousers in a dark gray shade trimmed with gold. Something about her exudes confidence, yet approachability. With her, she carries a canvas backpack, a series of swords that you can see, and a fairly impressive looking longbow. And have you decided to name yourself or are you going to wait? I'm going to wait. I fear I do not know enough about myself to even judge a name. Okay. And that leaves us with Jupiter. Um, so before you is a young woman. Um, she is wearing fairly simple traveling clothes, um, tan pants uh, with dark brown knee-high boots, um, a white blouse with a, um, a teal kind of um, blue uh, vest over top. Uh, she has short blonde hair with um, a fringe across her forehead. Um, her hair's about chin length, um, slightly wavy, um, and she is kind of clutching her um, backpack to her chest like she doesn't want to let it go and eyes are kind of darting around to the three of you, um, kind of like squinting, almost like she's trying to like pull memories out of her head and she can't reach them. Perfect. And have you decided to name yourself or are you going to wait? I am going to wait. Okay, sounds good. Um, so as you all kind of look over each other, take each other in, uh, there are some little notes that you kind of gather on each other. Um, all of you notice that uh, Lady Milliot doesn't seem to really have any pupils. Like, there's, there's something there where the pupil should be, but it's not normal. Um, and Lady Milliot, as you look over Jupiter's character, you swear that you've seen this girl before. She seems so familiar, like you saw her in a dream. I'm so sorry. I'm going to gesture um, my chin towards Jupiter. Say, 
Pardon me, but I feel as though we we've met before, perhaps in a dream, but you just seem so familiar. Does she seem familiar to me? Uh, as far as you can tell, she does not. I'm very sorry, I... We could have met, but I cannot recall. I'm going to walk up a little bit closer and really study, um, sorry, pronouns for Jupiter's character, she? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to walk up and, and really study her face and kind of like, like, scrutinize a little bit, like really try to see if I remember anything more. Um, so it might look a little bit intimidating because she's very like, like, getting kind of, like, not leaning into you, but like, like intensely staring at every feature. I'm just With trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> when really trying to like see if she can remember she just kind of like shrinks away from you a little bit and looks very concerned what is your name girl uh, um i um I, I don't i don't know i don't know my name hmm. well you all can refer to me as lady milliet DM, do I have a water skin in my bag? Uh, you do. Great. Um, sorry, uh, pardon me, one moment. And I'm going to open my water skin and take a big drink. And I'm going <coughs> to... <coughs> sorry about that, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I had a frog in my throat for a wee bit there. But uh, <laughs> seems to be all sorted out now. I hope you know I hate you. <laughs> we can't all be British. It's no, I don't, it's I'm no not fun. British. Not British. I'm just high lady. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys um, are all kind of uh, standing around this one particular pillar. Um, are you guys checking it out further or are you making your way across the the beam? I would like to know if it's written in common. Can I distinguish if it's written in common or a different language? Uh, it is originally in a language you have no idea what, like, you don't know what it is. It's only through being able to, um, like, focus on it that it starts to make sense to you. Right. Well, it seems to me as though there's only one way out of here. Uh, unless any of y'all want to stick around, I say we make for the bridge there. I agree with you. I must say, though, I'm morbidly curious to see if there's anything in that gold bowl. Be my guest, please. Wander over and poke my head over the surface of the bowl. Do I see anything in that gold bowl on the altar? You do. Uh, there is what looks to be perhaps a dark liquid. Um, it, it's odd. It doesn't look like water, um, but there, there's definitely something in there. 
Whaler. What is it? What do you see? It's a dark liquid, though not quite like water. I'm going to lean over and inhale. Does it have the iron tang that I know blood to have? It does. I'm going to take a step away from the bowl. May I approach the bowl? Yeah. Can I smell to see if the blood is poisoned? Uh, if you want to do a medicine check to figure that out, you may do so. I would love to. That's a 14. And what is my modifier? A zero. Oh. So it is 14. <laughs> Great. Uh, it's hard to tell. It's You get the sense that the the blood in the bowl has been there for a little while. It's old for sure. Um, but whether or not it's poisoned is you have, you can to make out. Can I walk over and do an arcana check to see if there's magic around the bowl or in the bowl? Uh, sure. Yeah. Make an arcana check. That's a 10 plus. Uh, 10 plus, uh, five. Ooh. So a total of 15. I like that. Yeah. So as you kind of come over and you take a look at this bowl, um, it, it's, it almost takes you aback for a moment. You kind of focus in on it. You're trying to figure out if like there's any kind of magic to it or anything. And you blink. And when your eyes open again, there's a few things glowing around you. Specifically, a sword on uh, Caitlin's hip, a tome on Jupiter's hip, and um, also a, a headband that is in Jupiter's hair, as well as your brooch is glowing and the quiver that... Uh, Amancio is holding on his back. Friends, if I may call you so, do you see anything strange presently? Any perhaps glowing objects? I, uh, I don't think so. Why, what, what do you see? Well, what color, sorry, what color, DM? Are they glowing? Different or just, like, emitting light? No, they're just kind of giving off, like, a soft white glow. Okay. Well, your headband and tome are glowing. And I'm going to gesture to Caitlin. Your sword is glowing. And to Amancio, and your quiver is glowing, and my brooch is glowing. A soft white light. Can none of you see this? No, I, I can't say that I do, but it sounds like magic to me. This is very intriguing. 
I think we should take this altar bowl with us. Something mm -hmm. about it tells me that this magic, we're, we're going to need this for some answers. You want us to bring a bowl of blood with us? And, and mind you, with us, where? We don't know where this path goes. It could just take us deeper into this horrible, awful cave that we found ourselves in. I think it's worth the risk for great reward of knowledge. All right, Lady Millicent, if it's what you desire, please. Millet. Go ahead. Please. Ah, my apologies, but Millet, if you'd like to take this bowl, I'm not going to stop you, but I think we should try to see if this path here takes us out of the cave. I agree with you, but I also think that we should be trying to find out what's going on. None of us clearly seem to know anything. You raise a valid point. I think our first step should be onward. I know that I don't like being in here. <laughs> Fair. I don't know much right now, but a bowl of blood just doesn't seem like a good thing. You've got that right. Do all of you oppose? We should not take this bowl, even if it could lead us to some kind of knowledge about what's going on. If you are all glowing, and I am glowing, then there must be something to it. Maybe it'll turn into a blood monster, or or it's going to give us some kind of disease. I, I don't know. Anything could happen with a bowl of blood. It's a bowl of blood. Could I step over to the bowl and just, like, focus in on the blood and see if I can figure out anything about it? Uh, sure, yeah. So you kind of um, take a step closer reluctantly, um, but you focus in on this bowl that's sitting in this altar here, and you try to try to grasp at that, that feeling that you had felt um, earlier. And nothing, nothing's coming. Um, it, it's like whatever you're searching for, you can't really find. I think it's just a bowl of blood. We don't know what it's for. It could be booby trapped. I think we should just leave. Very well, if you all feel so strongly about it. Worst case, we know where to find it if we require it later. My thoughts exactly. Bowl of, even though I suggested it, a bowl of blood isn't exactly going to sprout legs and walk away on us. Perhaps we shall find out. And if we do, then we know that we were right not to take it. <laughs> Fair. Well, to the bridge. I'll take point. And I start walking towards the stone walkway. I can bring up the rear. I'm going to gesture to Jupiter's character and say, after you. Thank you. Okay. So you guys all uh, leave the pillars that surround this little platform and make your way over the... 
uh, the Blackstone Bridge that connects to what starts to look more and more like an actual way out the closer you get to it. And you stop before this door and again, it it looks similar but different to what you remember. Um, it is made of complete obsidian black rock and around its um, its door frame, like around the frame that uh, encompasses it, is the poem that you guys had seen around your own. Um, and again, it reads, the fragments will unite here, losing all they hold dear. The fragments will fall here and face all they fear. The fragments will never be whole again, for I have made sure of this. The fragments cannot be whole again if the darkness is to persist. It's an ominous doorway. Have you all seen this doorway before? Unfortunately, in fact, yes. Yeah. And perchance were any of you called fragment prior to this? Yes. Unfortunately. This may sound conceited of me, but do you think this doorway lies in reference to us? I think it must. I mean, it seems we have all lost our memory, so... It seems someone has a specially vested interest in keeping us from being whole. And we are the fragments who've just united. Then, perhaps in an act of defiance, let's find out. I'm going to take a big push on the door and see if it moves at all. Okay. Uh, so as you um, put your hands against the door and push, it doesn't budge, but a portion of the writing starts to glow a little bit. Which portion? Uh, just the first portion of it. Can I try to push on the door? Mm-hmm. You may join. And as you put your hands against the door, the next portion starts to glow. Looks like we might all need to touch the door to leave. And I'll step forward and put my hand on the door. I will follow suit. All right. So the last two, you lay your hands on the door and the rest of the writing alights. And the door moves. And you, where you're expecting it to be heavy, it's actually extremely light. You almost kind of fall forward as it um, moves and then starts to slide away, revealing a dark tunnel that leads upwards. Onward and upward? <laughs> yes, let us venture forth. Onward and upward it is. So you guys start to make the trek up the tunnel. Uh, what's the marching order? The same as before? 
Yeah. Yeah. I will stick in the same. Yeah. I will always stay right behind Jupiter's character because I'm still like really trying to focus on like how do I know you? Okay. And uh, I will bring up the rear. All right. Sounds good. Um, so you guys start to make your way up the tunnel and this tunnel is not very big. It's almost uncomfortably small. Um, you're probably looking at maybe eight feet from wall to wall and maybe only maybe 10 feet high. Um, but a lit from the torch that, uh, Caitlin is carrying, you guys make your way for what seems like hours up and up and up this dark black rock and just when you start to think that there's no end to this tunnel it suddenly opens up to this vast cavern and in this cavern uh, in the inlay of it is a dark city that's been carved directly into the black rock. Houses and towers um, and large buildings and small alike litter the cavern floor. But as you look at it, it's there's something wrong. It's eerie. It's still. Like... The city is dead. What are you guys going to do? Is, um, is it like, like, like we walk out, like it's a full formed floor or is it kind of like, like bridges leading to the different areas that the, the city is like built into the walls? So it's, um, a full formed floor floor but right now you are currently standing on like a small little ledge um it it does like gradually slope downwards to where the city is carved um but there if you guys want there is a way to there is a way to kind of skirt the city um along the edge of this cavern what do my not elf eyes see if I look to the very, like, parallel wall all the way across the city, is there, like, any other, like, cave entrance openings that, like, look like they would go out of the city? Um, nothing that you're able to make out. This cavern is actually very, very, very big. Uh, you're probably, as far as you're aware, it's probably about a good maybe 200 to 300 feet in in length just from where you guys are standing to the other side of the, the cavern itself um but it's it's probably a lot bigger as far as dimensions go mm-hmm. from what you can make out does anything seem familiar about this this city it it feels a l- vaguely familiar um you get the sense that you've definitely walked through here before. When and where and how long you go that was or how long you stayed, it you have no idea. 
Does there look to be like a town hall kind of like a a main big building that would like hold like like quote unquote the important people who like run the city? Uh, taking a look over it, you can definitely make out, like, a large building within the center of it, uh, whether or not it's a town hall or a temple or something along those lines, you're unsure, um, but it definitely does stand out among the rest of the buildings that surround it. Well, I think that, uh, perhaps we should make our way to the center and see what's in that more ornate, tall building over there. Certainly beats walking up that path for hours. I agree. But as I find this place... uh, Less than ideal. Ready yourselves. Just in case we face something. I'm always ready. Perfect. I start to push forward towards the tall central building. Okay, everyone's following in same suit. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I'd All like, right. like to roll perception check and see if I notice anything familiar or different about these buildings. Okay, sure. Roll a perception check. 18. 18. Okay. Uh, plus your perception modifier of two. So a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 it is. All right. Um, so as you kind of make your way, like you are hyper vigilant. You don't trust the feeling that you're getting from the city. It's like it, it it's almost giving you anxiety just how eerily still everything is here. Um and, and as you progress further and further in, it starts to grow more and more and more because this place is spotless, immaculate. There's no uh, distress to any of the buildings carved out of this black rock. There's no, there's not even a speck of dust on the road that you're walking through. It looks well-kept and pristine, and yet you haven't seen a single person at all. Can I do another arcana check to see if there's, like, magic in the air? Like, if the place that it, it like, itself is emitting magic? Uh, well, you actually can still see, or no, at this point it would have faded, pardon me. Uh, yes, you can definitely... You can definitely try again if you would like to check for magic items again. Yeah, like just the city itself, if it like, kind of like how, yeah, just like the energy. Uh, 19 plus 5, 24. Very nice. All right. Yeah, so you have no problem um, pulling up that feeling again. And again, you blink. And when you open your eyes, uh. You can, again, see the different items on everyone glowing. But there's nothing in the city, nothing in the air. Um, You can't make out 
anything other than what you've already seen. Hmm. Can I ask, is this detect magic? Or is this a feeling? No, it is detect magic. Ah, got a spell! Discovery! <laughs> um, as we're walking by the buildings, can I just, like, glance in a couple of, like, there are open windows or doors or anything and see if there's anything inside any of these buildings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, it's easy to glance in. Um, like, the windows are definitely carved into the walls, but there's nothing covering the windows there's no blinds or curtains or any or even glass or anything like that it's literally just a hole in the wall um almost archaic in a sense um but you can uh vaguely see some general furniture there's like maybe a couch here and there in uh in like the smaller buildings um a couple tables that line um, maybe a larger room in, in the bigger buildings that you walk by. Um, you can definitely tell that there is, other than the building size itself, there's no real variation to any kind of like intricacy of style. Um, it's all very archaic and plain. Is there any writing on any of the stone? Like, do we see any like sigils, runes, or script? No, there is nothing. It's just beautifully polished black stone. I'm going to continue to push ahead to the tall main building that we saw from a distance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so you guys continue to push ahead. And as you make your way, again, you run into no signs of life at all. Um... Which is getting weirder and weirder and weirder by the moment because you're seeing what could be a blacksmith or could have been at least and what could have been, you know, a, a market area. Um, it even looks like there's maybe a, a temple or two that is is beautifully carved out of this black stone. But no one's around. Wait, in the blacksmith's looking building, can I loot is there any, like, weapons that look like they're pre-made? Uh, you can take a quick look in, but other than the anvil and the empty fireplace, there is nothing. Okay. Um, and as you finally approach this main building that you guys have all been setting out to, um, you take a look inside. Uh, again, there's no door. It's just literally a hole that's carved into the stone itself. And you can see um, like a black table with some chairs that have been carved out for it uh, in the main room there. Uh, it looks like there may have possibly been something on the wall at a time. Um, but whatever it was is long gone now. Um, and pushing further in just a little bit, you notice there's something in the corner. What kind of something? Is anybody going to take a closer look? Can I approach it? 
I'll come up right behind them. Are are you like approaching it cautiously or are you just walking right up to it? Very cautiously. Okay. Uh so being that you do have the the torchlight uh alongside of you <laughs> and uh you do have your elf vision as well. Um it doesn't take you very long to tell that this is a dead body. <gasps> And it is, it's not fully decayed, but it is heavily decayed. Um, but Aye. it doesn't look right. Like, it doesn't look human. Can I make it? It looks distorted. Can I make a medicine check? Mm hmm. You can make a medicine okay. check. That's an 18. 18 plus zero. Okay. Um, yeah, so you kind of take a closer look, and this certainly wasn't human at all. It's it's not even elf or any kind of race that you would ever have been familiar with. It looks it looks like it may possibly have once been elven. It does have pointed ears like an elf. But it is heavily, heavily distorted in its features, and um, it—it's almost monstrous at this point. Can I see how it died? Is there any like wound? There's no wound or anything. It—it's just hunched there in the corner. Well, <clears throat> clearly we weren't the first ones here. No. Has anyone seen anything like this before? Have I seen anything like this before? Yeah. <laughs> no one has. No. This this looks extremely out of place. No. Can't say that I have. Is it is it glowing like the other stuff did? Let me take a closer look. Is it glowing like the other stuff did? Are you getting closer to it? Yeah. It's not glowing. No. Okay. Um, it Whatever it was is, is long, long dead. It's not glowing. It's been dead for a long time. So if it was magical, it is no longer... Can I take a closer look and see if I it, like it's slightly decayed, but see if whatever skin is there, if I can see like any marks that would indicate like surgeries or that like anything was like cut up and like re sewn together? Um, yeah. Are you are you like physically inspecting it or are you just kind of like glancing over it? Just kind of yeah, like, getting pretty close and just like looking but not touching. Okay, uh, roll, I'd say roll a perception check. Oof. Uh, uh, that's going to be eight total. I have my modifier for that one. Mm-hmm, okay. Uh, it's 
too heavily decayed. Unfortunately, there's not much left to, to whatever's left on this body. I think if this is any indication, I think we need to go. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to, um, I'm going to take out a handkerchief. If I, if I have one. And I'm going to, um, like, pick up its hand and just kind of, like, give it respect and also see if it will awaken at physical contact. Okay. Um, well, first point of order, you do not have any kind of handkerchief, so if you do not want to make physical contact, you will have to use... Like the hem of your dress. Yep, gonna do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so you kind of gather the the very ends of your dress and reach over to pick up this hand that's kind of um, left to this body. And as you move it, it easily snaps off and <gasps> oh. comes free in your grip. But other than that, it doesn't move. I'm going to put it down so so respectfully. I'm going to put it down so respectfully and like, and like bow my head and like walk away and say, I'm, I'm so sorry to the spirit of this body. That was not my intention to disrupt your slumber. All right. I agree. We should probably leave. All right. I'd like to have one more look around the building, though, to see if there's anything besides our slumbering friend there. Sure. Uh, so are you going further into the building? Yeah, I'd like to go further into the building. Okay. Uh, so there's quite a few rooms um, as you walk further in. And this place, it's strange. It's it didn't seem this big on like on the outside when you guys were approaching it, but once you're in, it it's definitely big. Like there's there's quite a bit of space in here. And um you find a couple rooms. Um again, there there's not much to them. Um one of them has what could potentially be a bed, but there's no like blankets or anything to suggest that somebody slept there other than the fact that it's just this large slab that is bed-sized. You don't find anything else that would suggest any kind of life. Like, you don't find any um, leftover cutlery. You don't find any kind of, like, uh, clothing or even, um, like, a broom that somebody would use. Um, but as you make your way through, uh, towards the back, you do find a set of stairs that does go upward. Well, what do we think? Troop onward and upward? Hasn't gotten us into trouble so far. (laughs) I concur with your assessment. Famous last words. (laughs) Up it is then. Let's start to head up the staircase same marching order yes you know it okay 
Uh, so you guys uh, make your way up the stairs and you find yourself on a, a sm- like a small little landing um, with a bunch of rooms that branch off it. Almost, um, I'd, I'd say the easiest way to describe it would be hotel style. So it's got like a little bit of a hallway and then it's got a bunch of doors that line it. Um, not necessarily doors, but open door frames. Mm. Um, there's no like physical doors anywhere. Shall we each take a room? Divide and conquer. I I think that would be best. I was going to suggest that. We'll split up and search for clues. <laughs> All right. Okay. How many rooms? Sorry. Uh, so from what you can see at a quick glance here, there's about six rooms that line this hall. Mm. I'll take the middle door on the left. I'll go to the far one on the right. I'll take the first door on the right. And I'll take the first door on the left. Okay. Uh, So we will start with Caitlin. Uh, So you step into this average-sized room. Um, It's not too, too big, but it's not small either. Um, there's what looks to be potentially, again, uh, what could have been a bed. At least it's a bed-sized slab of black rock. And um, there's a table in the corner as well. Um, you don't find anything else. There's no, like, there's not even a lantern on the table that could have been used. Like, it's it's extremely empty. But again, everything is eerily smooth and there's no dust anywhere to suggest any kind of age to this place. Nothing here. Okay, so we're going to move on to Sam. So, Lady Milliot, you step into the room. And in this room, there is uh, what potentially could be a bed. And lying ever so still on that bed is another figure. I'm going to go investigate. Okay. Are you approaching cautiously? No, I'm just going to walk up to it. Okay. You walk up to it and this figure is, is not as dead as... The one downstairs, but it is certainly dead. Um, There still is quite a bit of quite a bit of detail left to it. Uh, It's not as heavily decayed. And again, you make out what perhaps could have been elven features. Um, At least it certainly looks that way based on the pointed ears and the structure of the uh, face and the jaw, but it is heavily deformed. Um, The back is extremely arched. The um, legs and arms are almost elongated and spindly, like there was no muscle on it, just skin and bone. And... um, it looks like it's staring right up at you, but there's no eyes, just black holes and small little tufts of hair 
that hang in greasy strands. Is there anything on the clothing, like um, symbols, sigil, like uh, a sigil in, in the sense of like a noble house, like um, any like defining characteristics of clothing or branding? It is not wearing any clothing. Ah. Um, when I look into its eyes, do I feel like it's perceiving me or do is it just like looking at like the doorway it's just looking like it's it's faced towards the doorway it right. like you get the sense that it, it's gone right there's another slightly fresher cadaver in this room i'll call out to the group I walk briskly across the hall and take a look at what Lady Milliette just just, just saw. Um, do I notice anything different than what she initially perceived? Nope. It's, uh, it is extremely monstrous. It looks... Similar to the body you found downstairs, um, but it's it's been it's been dead for a little bit, not not as long, but a little bit for now. Do you get the feeling of like dread? Like, does this creature look like it died in terror? No, it doesn't look like it died in terror, but you definitely. Like, you, you get the feeling that if you had ran into this thing while it was alive, you would be in for a fight. Hmm. All right, so we're going to move on to Amancio. Uh, you walk into your room, and in this room, there is nothing but a large table that uh, sits in the center and sitting around this table are three bodies, each in different stages of decay. One being interestingly fresh, and the other ones being a little more along the way. Can I approach the most fresh looking one to see if I can identify what sort of species it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, make a medicine check. Cool. That's a 16. 16. Okay. Um, so taking a look, uh, you definitely get the sense that this for sure once was some kind of elf. Um, it's got very dark kind of leathery skin um the pointed ears uh the the more kind of slimmer f uh, elongated frame um but the frame has been extremely disfigured and altered um elongated even more so and 
it looks like whatever happened to this person or creature, monster, whatever you want to call it, um, it just kind of sat down and just died. Like there's no signs of distress. There's no wounds. There's no um, indication that, you know, something magically uh, killed it. It, it's just still, it almost looks like it just decided to go to sleep and never woke up. Hmm. And is this one also naked? They are all not wearing clothes. Great. I, is there any insignia of any sort on the table or is it plain? Uh, there is something carved on the table in the middle of it. Uh, in the middle, you actually do find what looks to be um, a winded snake with ruby red eyes. How ruby red? Like painted ruby red. Okay. <laughs> there's No, there's not actual ruby <laughs> jewels. Hmm. So the snake is the snake is like winding around the uh like circumference of the circle that's correct yes okay is it it's not eating its own tail or anything no cool all right i i'm gonna head out and i assume that caitlin has lady mill covered and i'm gonna head into the uh room on the far left okay uh, first, we are going to go over to Jupiter. Uh, so as you step into your room, uh, this room is actually pretty small. But for the very first time since you set foot in this city, you find a piece of paper that's sitting in the middle of the floor. Um, I approach it. And take a good look at it first. Okay. Um, it's a normal size piece of parchment. Um, there is writing on it. And again, at first, the writing, it, it doesn't make any sense. But as you focus on it, it starts to come, like it starts to form words that you can understand. And the... Uh, the piece of paper basically looks like something out of a journal. Um, it goes on to say that uh, the end is coming and that everything is proceeding as expected. Nobody has shown up yet and the Demon King will soon be free to roam the earth once again. Uh, it goes on to say that preparations have been made for his arrival and that all is needed is more blood. And that's where it trails off. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to pick it up. Okay. Pick it up. And then I'll just leave the room to go find the others. Okay. Um, 
yeah, so uh, there's either Caitlin and Lady Milliot that are in the, uh, I believe it was the front left room you had said? Uh, front right. Right, front right, pardon me. And then uh, Amancio, who had gone to one of the other um, rooms that were not initially explored. Um, I will head to, I think there's one more that hasn't. That's correct. Yes. I will head to that one. Okay, sounds good. Um, Amancio, you walk into the room and there is nothing in there except what looks to be potentially a bed not even a small table in this one. Uh, the room isn't very big. And that is the only thing you find. Can I look under the bed? Uh, the bed is a solid piece of rock. There is no right, underneath. Right, a solid piece of obsidian. Um, yes. If I turn around, is there anything like above the door frame? There is not, no. Okay, then I will head out and I'll try to find the others. Okay. Is there anything uh, painted on the ceiling? No. Yeah. There is nothing painted on the ceiling. Uh, Jupiter, you walk into the last room. And again, you find a, a room with a table centered in the middle of it. Um, there are no bodies around this one, but carved into the middle of the table is a uh, circle and a snake that encompasses that circle and has ruby red eyes painted in. Can I, like, staring, just, like, focusing on this symbol, can I remember anything? Is there anything that I can possibly, like, in my memory pull out about this symbol? Um... I'm going to say make a general intelligence check. Uh, 10. 10. Okay. And your modifier is a zero. So taking a look at this symbol, like, you know, you've seen it. It's definitely one that you were familiar with. But you can't quite place a finger on where or why you know it. Walking around the table, is there anything like else on the floor? Is there anything on the walls? Nope. Just smooth black rock. All right, I will head back out into the hallway. <laughs> okay. Um... You head back out, Amancio. I assume you are going to be going towards the room that Caitlin and uh, Lady Milliot are in? Yes. Okay, you join them there. Um, Jupiter, are you going with the rest of the party? Yes, I will join back up with them. Okay, so you guys all file into this one front room. Um, it, it's starting to feel a little small now that all four of you are, are in it. But um, you guys are all together once again. Can I please go into the rooms with the tables and look underneath both of the tables? Like under the table to see if there's any writing carved into it. 
Uh, well, did um, did Amantia or Jupiter tell you about that? Oh, I would say <clears throat> poor poor luck. What happened to this chap? But uh, one of the rooms back there, there's a, a round table, three more bodies around it, and no signs of any kind of struggle. It it's almost like there's a a disease or miasma that carried through here and, and got them all. Uh, the, the table had some sort of symbol. It had like a, a snake coiled around it. One of the other tables had that as well. Hmm. I also found this paper. It looks like maybe it was a, a, a journal or the beginning of a letter. And I'll, I'll pass the paper around. Okay. Uh, Lady Milliot, are you going to stay or would you like to go investigate underneath the tables? I would like to go and investigate underneath the tables. Um, and also inspecting the letter, does like any of that like register or like mean something more significant? Like, do I know this demon king or any like, does anything come to recollection? feels familiar but it's hard to place a finger on why mm. um, and if you take a quick look underneath the tables there's nothing there okay I just had to try you never know mm-hmm. are so. you all satisfied with our investigations up here Like I said before, this place, it just, it doesn't feel right. I think the sooner we can get out of here, the better. Hmm. The one in the front room looked like it was staring at the door. It almost looked like it noticed someone or something before it died. It was, felt like it was peering into my soul when I first looked at it. So I wonder what did happen here. You're right. The others are all at rest. You know, they're they're sitting around a table or they're lying on a bed, but that one was just slouched in the corner there. And the one in the room that I saw, just the first one on the right there, it did look like it was looking at someone through the door right before it died. I don't... Well, I'm sure that more discoveries will come as we go. I wonder if it had to do something about the collecting blood, like the journal page said. Well, there's nothing left of them. They're all quite monstrous, aren't they? Well, shall we head on? Yes. All right. I'll lead the group back down the stairs. Okay, um, so you guys head down, and are you trying to find an exit out of here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's get out of here. Okay, so uh, coming out of this building back into the streets, um, again, you're met with that eerie, quiet 
stillness that um, you felt the entire time you've been here. And you take a look and you can see what perhaps looks like a way out, uh, just a little bit northeast of your location. Um, shouldn't take too long to get there if you go at a brisk pace, maybe an hour to get through the city and uh, up the the small ledge. Um, the city itself, now that you've started walking through it, it's on a slight incline. Um, not so noticeable that it feels like you're walking uphill, but you can tell there's a little bit of a raise um, the further it goes towards this this other door. Uh, feeling as eerie and uncomfortable as I have since we set foot here, um, I feel like I'd be on edge and just watching all around to see if there was anything else in our travels that stood out that should be investigated or seems slightly off. Okay. Um, yeah, so as you make your way through the city towards this uh, opening that you spotted, um, you don't really notice all too much. Again, you know, you don't, you don't see any more bodies, um, even taking a quick peek into the smaller houses that kind of line the streets here. Uh, there's really not much. Again, it's, it's just black. It's just pure darkness, uh, other than the light that you have from your torch. And, um, the further you go, the more the buildings start to kind of dwindle away. Um, and the more spread out they become, the more, you know, you see what could have potentially have been maybe, um, a place for um, a, a smaller market or even um, somewhere where trade was had. And other than that, eventually the city uh, gives way to the mountainside itself and you start to make your way through the cavern towards the store. Um, it is a slight climb uh, it's not necessarily like a sheer rock face up, but you do have to kind of use your hands in order to get up the side here. Um, Caitlin, you have absolutely no issue just scaling up this as though there's absolutely nothing in your way. Um, but the rest of you do have a little bit of trouble kind of finding either a handhold or a foothold in order to uh, get up the side of this kind of cavern here. And you do uh, find yourself slowing down quite a bit in order to make sure like you don't slip and fall back down. I'm going to, I'm going to um, ponder very deeply. And if I come climbing close to Jupiter, I'm going to inspect her eyes and see if they're uh, sorry were they blue they are i'm going to 
like note that and uh i uh, okay i'm going to um wait until we get off of the climbing um and then i shall have words <laughs> okay uh caitlin are you doing anything you are miles ahead of everyone at this point so you're just kind of waiting for everyone to catch up While I'm waiting for everyone to catch up, I'm kind of mulling over in my head everything that we saw and everything that was described to us, just trying to see if any of that information jogs any memories that I might have locked away. Uh, sure. If you want to make a general intelligence check to see if you can remember anything. Not great. Twelve? Twelve. Okay. Uh, with a modifier of plus one. So, thirteen. Um, you, you can't shake the familiarity of this all. Like, you've been through here. You've been through this city before. Um, you've been down this hall, you've been with these people, but it's, it's really frustrating because you can't remember when or why. And the more you try to focus on it, the more it seems to slip away from you. So, the rest of you eventually make your way up, and uh, you guys all take a moment to breathe, catch your breath, and before you is a, uh, an opening in the cavern wall here, and it looks like it starts to go through, a, um, through another tunnel again. Before we head to the door, um, I'm going to walk up to Jupiter and grab her hand and say, No, no, I know you. I know you. I know your eyes. I know your hair. I know you. I've seen you in a dream. And I, I just know that you and I were best friends. I know. Do you, do you not feel anything? Do you not remember anything? Do I, like, as I stare intensely at her, do I recall anything? If you want to make an intelligence check to try and remember, you may do so. Nat 20. <laughs> Nat 20. Ooh. Oh boy, this is going to be fun. The first real memory. Lord dropped. <laughs> So as you look at this uh, figure before you, something clicks. You do know her. She was your best friend. She was your childhood friend. You grew up with her. You can't remember her name. 
or where she came from or why you were with her for so long. But all you know is she was always by your side. And she was the one person that you could rely on and that you wanted with you no matter what. And as you look at her, you get this weird kind of flash of her standing in what looks like the middle of an arena and her eyes just going white. And what should have been um, complete black raven hair, you see that white streak that she now has form, almost as though it just grows in an instant. And then it fades. And that's all you can remember now. So you just see her like staring at her and kind of like squinting and just like shaking her head a little bit. And then her eyes just go wide and I, I, I remembers. Yes, I, I knew you. I don't, I don't know your name, but I know that I have known you for as well as long as I can remember. I don't know your name either. I, I know for certainty that my last name is Miriette, but I don't remember my first name, but, and I don't remember your first name either, but... I do, we we are best friends. I know this. The closest. Um, I kind of reach out, like she reaches out and kind of touches the white streak, and I saw this. You were, you were in an arena, and your eyes—they just went white, and your hair used to be all black, and your eyes go white, and the streak just appeared. I have no memory of that, but I, I'm just glad that I feel that we're not alone now, like truly not alone in the dark. We have a memory. A single memory, but it's something. It is something. I would like to embrace you. I would like that too. We're going to have a big hug. Okay. So you guys take a big hug as uh, Amancio and Caitlin are sitting there watching on. <laughs> catching, well, Amancio catching his breath at least. <laughs> That's so touching. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys uh, taking a bit of a rest or are you guys moving on? Well, the sooner we get moving, the sooner we get out of here. Agreed. If we get out of here. We anyway. will. We will. Okay. So uh, you guys continue forward, marching through, again, a narrow hall. Uh, this one is a little bit bigger than the one that you had uh, recently been marching through for hours. Uh, this one's probably a good maybe 10 to 12 feet wide and a little bit of a, a higher ceiling of maybe 15 feet. So it doesn't feel so cramped at least. 
Um, but lit by the torchlight from Caitlin, uh, you make your way. And again, you at first start to uh, go up at a very slight incline. Um, and then the further you go, the steeper that incline becomes uh, to the point where you're almost walking up like a 45 degree hill. And it does slow you down a bit, but it's not enough to to stop you at this point. Um, as you can see light for the first time, natural light, up a, just up ahead. And as you guys come up to the lip of this, uh, this hallway, the light is blinding as you step through it. And for a moment you blink. And then you realize you're standing high, high, high in the mountains on a small little ledge near the summit of what seems to be one of the tallest mountains around in this range. Uh, it's cold. The wind is howling. And while there is strangely no snow, um, the trees are dark. And for a moment, you guys look around and you notice the sun start to set over the horizon. And then you hear something above the wind. Oi! Where you guys been? What the hell? Been looking all over for you. Who are you? And this elf, or at least looks like an elf, drops down from the sky. Uh, she was on a glider and she kind of looks at all of you in complete and utter surprise. She's absolutely shocked to see all of you. Well, I swear you guys would have died if I hadn't been here. We need to go now. I, we need to go. I don't want to be here when it becomes nightfall. That's for sure. Hang on. Who's we go where? What happens at night? What? Who are you? What's your name? What do you mean? I'm I'm Sariel. You guys all know me. I took what? you here. It's a pleasure to meet you, Zariel, but we've been... At least I know I've been having a little bit of issues with the old rememberer, and I kind of knock on my head. Great. Love that. Um, no time. We gotta go. You Trust me, you don't want to be here when night falls. And... See that sun? It's not going to stay up for long. So, um, how about we talk back at, at home and, uh, we'll figure out things. Because, uh, if you guys aren't coming, I'm going and I'm leaving, yeah. If you're offering to get me and us out of here, wherever this is, I'm not one to argue. Do, right. they, do they seem like they're trustworthy? <laughs> they they seem like they're really nervous. Like they are 
consistently looking between you and that setting sun and that setting sun is going down fast and the more it goes down the more they start to like become antsy yes let's let's go this poor fellow he's he bumped his head while we were down there and has had some memory loss so you're going to have to explain quite a bit to him the rest of us though i think we're doing all right with our memories correct great totally fine yes it just this one poor fellow such a shame but yes we'll we'll do a lot of explaining but take us take us home first all right, I love that all for you, but yeah, we're we're going. Um, and she is going to kind of slide down the the mountainside just a little bit to the closest tree, and she's going to motion for all of you to join her. I follow. Yeah, follow quick behind. I join presently. All right, and as soon as you are all gathered around this tree with her, she touches the tree. And um, the a portal opens up in the tree itself. And she's just like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Come on. And I are you guys through. jumping through? Yep. Yes. Step, step yep. through the tree. All right. So you guys all step through. She steps through behind you. And instantly the scenery changes. Uh, you guys are met with the sounds of a bustling city. Um, you're not necessarily in the city itself, but you can see it just just a couple yards away from you, um, at least where you have emerged. Um, you're on the edge of uh, what looks to be a small little forest clearing. And um, as she steps behind you, she sighs a huge sigh of relief. She's like, well, that was way too much... Uh, Way too much excitement for tonight. I am so glad you guys decided to come out when you did. Otherwise, you'd be toast. Zerial, that is your name, right? Yeah. Thank you very, very much. Um, You seem to know all of us. Do you know our names? Well, I mean... I don't necessarily know, know you, but I at least know what you told me. A week ago, when you were here. And that is? Uh, well, you guys were a traveling party, and you wanted me to take you up to the fragmented mountains. As far as I'm concerned, I didn't want to go anywhere near there, but I was the easiest way to get there. So, hey, that's just how it was. And you guys paid a lot, so that was that, too. Right, you gotta meet Milia. Um, let's go. We're gonna, yeah, darkness sucks. Let's just get inside the city, okay? And we'll we'll talk as we we'll talk as we walk, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. And she kind of like shoves you guys <laughs> towards the city. Like you can tell, she is extremely uncomfortable being out here right now. So we start walking forward, and I kind of look over my shoulder at Zeriel as she's shoving me forward. Sorry, Zeriel. A, a, a week ago. It's, it's yeah. so hard in the dark. You lose track of time so easily. A week ago you dropped us off. Yeah. 
well, I mean, to be fair, you kind of came here about two weeks ago. You stayed in town for about a week, and then a week ago you just had me drop you off, and then you disappeared, and I've been kind of looking around for you guys ever since. But, uh, this is the first time you guys ever came out of there, so hey, congrats, you lived. But, Zeriel, did we not tell you our names or anything? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, so, you, um, she's gonna point to you, Amancio. You're Farron, or at least that's who you said you were. Uh, she's gonna point to Jupiter and be like, uh, you, you're Nia. And, uh, you, she's gonna point to, uh, Lady Milliot. You said your name was Celine. Pretty name. Oh, thank you. And she's going to point to you, Caitlin, and be like, you said your name was Nisha. Name I've never heard before. But I think that might have just been a, like, a race thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love him. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Somebody's poison the water hole. Cannon. Oh, boy. Yeah. 100%. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so, of course, like, you know, she's, she's kind of hurting you guys towards the city. And, uh, you know, she's... She's answering your questions as best as possible, but she's, uh, she's, she's a little antsy. She's a little, uh, not, not quite focused per se. Um, so some of them are long-winded or they tend to go on a bit. Um, but as soon as you guys enter the city limits and you guys are surrounded by, even though it's now technically nightfall um you guys are surrounded by mass crowds that are going to and from in the streets um the city is extremely alive despite how late it is and um she kind of you can see the the weight lift from her shoulders that kind of slump a little bit and you can see her relax a lot more right so uh bilia that one where would she be? Probably at the inn. No? Maybe at... Uh, well, let's try the tavern first, because she likes to drink. And she just starts walking down the street, like, not no longer hurting you guys with her. <laughs> um, she's just going. Boy, howdy, the difference between this city and the Obsidian City is like night, well, night underground. <laughs> yes, I think it would be lovely for all of us to have a drink of wine. Might be necessary after all of that. To the tavern? To the tavern. All right, so you guys are all following her? Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, she has a bit of a head start and she is quick on her feet. Um, but now that you guys are in the city light, uh, you can make out a little bit more of her features. She's, uh, she's a short half elf, um, warm skin, uh, wild, fiery red hair and green eyes. And the more you look at her, the more she starts to look a little bit like Farron. <laughs> hmm. 
but you follow her nonetheless and eventually she does uh, slip into a building and you guys walk in and are instantly met with um, bards who are playing quite loudly in the corner. Um, the whole scene is loud and you've got patrons sitting um, at every possible table, um, at every inch of every table. And there are drinks everywhere. Um, this floor is kind of sticky itself. <laughs> and uh, there are a couple um, waitresses, um, orcs, or at least maybe a half orc, uh, that are trying to do their best to navigate through the, the mass crowd that has collected in here. Um, but you see Zariel uh, walk over to a table um, closer to the bar and uh, she sits down and pats the, um, the high elf that is sitting there on the back. Amelia! Glad to see you here. At least I didn't have to look for you. Uh, I brought I brought the party. They're still alive. Kind of impressive. Um, yeah. They don't know who they are. That's cool. Lost their memories, I guess. Don't know what happened there, but, uh... And she, like, looks over and she sees you guys and she waves you to come join her. Um, and as you all make your way over to the table, you see this very tall, slender high elf, um, sitting quite upright as though, you know, as though better than everyone. Um, golden blonde hair that is long and intricately braided down their back. Um, and stunning crystal blue eyes with flecks of gold in it. And she looks at all of you. Well, hello. It's a pleasure to see you all alive still, I suppose. And it's our pleasure to make your acquaintance. I'm assuming Zuriel filled you in? Uh, slightly. She can't always relay everything very well, but I suppose it's well enough. And she stands up, um, specifically looking at you, Farron. You... Does she jog my memory at all? Does being here jog my memory at all? Not being here, but this this elf does. You're a long way from home. Uh, Ma'am, I don't know where home is. Huh. So it is true. You guys have lost your memories. Well, that should make for interesting conversation, I suppose. There's a snake in my boot and not much in my head. <laughs> Charming. And she gestures for you all to sit back down, or sit down with them, and she sits back down herself. I think a very hearty glass of red wine is in order before we continue our proceedings. I suppose that could be arranged. And she just puts up her hand nonchalantly. And within seconds, a half-orc has uh, made her way over. Kind of burly, a little rough, but 
uh, still well kept. Um, and she leans down next to Milia, and Milia whispers something in her ear. And with a nod, the half orc takes off, and uh, not two minutes later comes back with a round of uh, wine for all of you and sets it in front of each. I'm going to sniff it before I drink it. it. Smells like wine. Red wine, to be exact. Ah, can I medicine check it? What are you looking for? Poison. You're looking for poison? Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Just in case. as she's sure. inspecting her glass, <laughs> I pick up mine. Thank you for your hospitality. And I down it in one go. All right. You down it. And it is absolutely delicious. It is the best red wine you can ever remember tasting. Well, that's not hard. (laughs) But um, it's kind of nice. It's a little bit fruity, but it's got... Interesting undernotes. Um, you can tell it is very expensive. Whatever was put in front of you. Uh, I'm going to swirl my glass. I'm going <laughs> to cup a hand over one side of the cup and smell the aroma. And then I'm going to slurp it across my tongue. And then I'm going to down the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Fair and I appreciate your tasting abilities. But I'm also Thank glad you. you're on my level. <laughs> they they seem to come as second nature to me. I mean, I don't I don't know what that says, <laughs> but okay. Seeing that both of them have drank, um, and they appear to be okay, I'm going to take a very long sip, and I'm going to, um, like try to remember if this is the quality that I am used to trying to suss out if I'm like a highborn lady um as far as you are aware this is better than anything else you have ever come across Ooh. and that is saying a lot ah well your taste in wine is absolutely impeccable I commend you Thank you, I suppose. I see it only natural. Anyways, welcome to, well, I should say, welcome back to Newport Killam. This is the trade capital of Jetalu, so it's only natural that only the best and finest of goods happen to pass through here. Naturally. Uh, uh, that Zariel kind of looks at all of you and she's like, so what happened? Like, did you guys get hit on the head or something? That's a very good question. We honestly have no idea. Oh, you don't even know that? Oh. Sorry? <laughs> As we're in such a precarious position... I'm sure you can understand our wariness, well, some of our wariness, is to being around strangers, perceived strangers. 
How can we know that we can trust you? Uh, well, that's that's fair. I mean, I knew your names. I knew why you were there. Well, I think I know why you're there. Um, And, uh, well, guess what? I'm the one who saved you. So. <laughs> and, uh, Celine, to uh, Zuriel's credit, we don't exactly know if we can trust each other yet, either. That's very true. Although I do know one thing is that I can trust Nia. And how do you know those memories are real, exactly? How do you know that whoever didn't strip us of our original memories in the first place didn't go around implanting new, fake ones in our heads? I would never forget my very best friend. Above all else, that is all that I can remember, is that she is my best friend. I do not believe that is a falsehood. I'm just saying, after what we've been through, I don't think we should be too trusting of anything. I do not believe that that was a falsehood. And I'm going to, like, really, like, look at Nia poignantly and give a sharp nod. She just smiles back, but says, I understand your wariness, but obviously we were a party together before we lost our memories, so that has to mean something. Right, I, I suppose that's true. Unless, of course, these two are pulling one over on us, but uh, it'd be quite the production if they were to do so. Yeah, I just turned to... to <laughs> uh, I just turned to both of them, and I just kind of kind of glare at them, and I just go, You wouldn't be trying to pull one over on us, would you? <laughs> uh, Milia kind of raises her chin as though offended. Uh, but Zariel is just like, well, what kind, of, what kind of people do you think we are? Do you think I would really, really do that to my half-brother? 